nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. You have to give them some piece of value like an ebook or a video series or a checklist or whatever it is for your particular industry that will entice them to give you their correct email in exchange for that piece of value. It's a transaction that's happening. There's just no money that's exchanging hands. Hi, I'm John Timmerman. What's poppin'? Brand new whip just hopped in. I'm Rob Schauger. Take the gun, leave the cannoli. And I'm Al Kutri, and we are Prestige Worldwide. And we are the co-founders of the No Bull Company. Whew, I just got back from shucking all weekend, and I am totally wiped. I had a great time, though. So today's episode is brought to you by Chuck's Shuck Shack, the sweetest corn, the best corn you will ever have in your life, with an unbelievable community of shuckers there that you can go and hang out with anytime you want. If you're tired of shucking alone and you're done with that scene and you want to go and shuck with a bunch of different people and get to know everybody and just have a ton of fun and wipe yourself out, go over to Chuck Shuck Shack and get shucking. Let's hear from one of our favorite shuckers. I love to shuck. I literally do it every single weekend. Now, thanks to Chuck's Shuck Shack, now I have friends to shuck with. What's up, Buzz Nation? Welcome to I'm a Little Buzz, the show where we bring a ridiculous amount of life to business, all sharing a glass or paper cup of whatever makes us happy and sharing stories about what gets us buzzed. Fellas, what gets you buzzed? John, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Next Friday, Mountaintop Summit. Oh, here we go. Which, ma- which mountain? What, uh, what are we talking about? Yet to be determined. So I've been on the waiting list for like... Waiting. Over a year for this thing. Waiting list. This is another one of your business outings. It's, it's not me. So is this it like guy, one up, one down. This kinda? guy started this uh, this event. He takes uh, four business executives, uh-huh. hikes up the mountain. Uh, we do a meeting up at the top, and then come on back down. Sweet. You cannot wait. Yep. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, kudos. Cheers to that. Cheers. Amen. All right. Yeah, you well, will. The meat sweats. Getting you buzzed? That would explain it. <laughs> the meat sweats are getting me buzzed. Which which type of meat? Any any All types of meat? Yeah. All types of meat. Salami. Uh, yeah. Salami. Italian sausage. <laughs> yeah, the meat sweats. Um, some friends and I we have a little annual Brazilian steakhouse oh. trip. Uh, the sword. Not your son trip. Well, he can come if he wants. Uh, yeah, we can um, round up some meat. Little annual uh, annual trip to the Brazilian Steakhouse. Endless meat. They just mm. freaking keep cutting and they put out a green is go, red is stop. Um, Wheel you out of there in a wheelbarrow type uh, type evening. It's like yeah. the meat sweats. I'm getting pumped about that. You'll finally sleep. They, I know I will finally sleep. They'll give you a little token, but I don't even use the token because I'm like, we're going. Yeah, it's green. always go. It's always green. <laughs> Don't stop. Do you have your own like token you hang around your neck when you go in and it's just flipped? It just, just says go me. Yeah. He puts, go. He puts the Italian horn on the backside and go. Then yeah. I shimmy. I take my shirt off. It's great. Let's and do this. Like, oh, Kutri's here. Yeah. Kutri's here. Get the extra sword. We're going to lose money so tonight. I'm pumped about the meats, getting the meat sweats. Nice. And then sleeping. I'm pumped about my massage gun. Um, I think I've told you about this. It's, yeah. it's, it's there's a like Theragun is one. There's a couple other ones, but you I got about I got before. one called the Apove, and I stopped using it for a while. You know, you get something, you love it, and then you like stick it in a corner. And, yeah. Like, you forget about it, and then you find it again. And you're like, what the? Yeah. Like, why did I stop? Yeah. I, I got this thing. Swear, 
for like an hour and a half straight. I was just laying on the couch, just like my entire body. Yeah. And just I left great. mine at my uh, felt great. ex-girlfriend's house. Can't get it back? I could. I don't mind. You can borrow mine. Hey, Buzz Nation, are you a Gary Vaynerchuk fan? How about David Meltzer? How about Shea Robottom, Constant Schwartz Marini, and more? That's right, Noble 2020 2.0 is coming up April 8th, 2021. Do you want a free ticket? I know how you can get one. Head over to empathywines.com and buy any 12 bottles of delicious empathy, rosé, white, the red, and use the code noble 2020 at checkout and you will get a free $250 front section seating ticket to watch Gary, to watch Shay, and to watch all the amazing speakers April 8th. Head over to Noble2020.com for more info and we'll see you there. On today's show, we have the buzzworthy, amazing human being, Greg Connolly. Greg is the founder and CEO of Trifecta Nutrition, the world's largest organic meal delivery service and Sacramento's fastest growing company with over nine figures in ARR. That's annual reoccurring revenue for all of you business peeps out there. That's a really great number to to have. Uh, And major global partnerships like the UFC, PGA, and CrossFit. Uh, Greg is also a global subject matter expert in inbound marketing as featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, TechCrunch, and Fortune. Uh, One more thing, uh, Greg is just an awesome dude uh, because he agreed to do this podcast a second time after we fucked up the first time because our audio just got vanished into thin air. Uh, (laughs) Greg has also helped companies grow from startup to multi-million dollar corporations. Buzz Nation, we're super Happy and excited to have here again, Greg Connolly. Greg, what's up, man? Hey, Greg. Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. And, and no worries. I know that type of stuff happens. And uh, like I said before, bribery works works every time. So <laughs> there we go. appreciate the uh, the bottle of Camus. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Slam dunk. We're excellent at bribery. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for those of you out there, this is the second interview. I can't wait to dive in. Um, last uh, unofficial interview, Greg, you were awesome. And and gave us a ton of info and an awesome story. But as you all know out there, Buzz Nation, before we jump into the interview, we have a little segment we like to call the pregame. Al, let's get into the pregame. Pregame is super simple, a little different than last time. I've got some different questions. Some are a little more ridiculous than than most. If you say something ridiculous, we're definitely going to keep it. So love it. That's fantastic. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Ankle socks, tube socks, or no socks? Uh, I use the no-show socks, so it looks like I'm I'm never actually wearing socks. I knew I knew you were gonna have. I knew it. First thing you do when you wake up? Uh, for me, sadly, it's it's usually check my phone these days. Uh, worked for a long time to not do that, but uh, so much going on that I I try and stay on top of my emails as best as possible. Greatest wrestler slash entertainer of all time: The Rock or The Rock? The Rock. Okay. Big fan of The Rock. No, no. Uh, got the privilege of uh, spending a lot of time with Danny Garcia, his his uh, ex-wife and right-hand woman, uh, you know, f- trying to work with The Rock. Uh, so we're still hoping to put together a deal there. Amen. Side note, if it wasn't The Rock, who would it be for you? Is it, is it greatest wrestler? Uh, for, 
I mean, if you want like WWE wrestler, huh. I'd, I'd probably say uh, Seth Rollins, who I'm I'm uh, you know big fan of as well. Uh, who's a, a sponsored trifecta athlete. Uh, if you want other sports, probably my boy Uriah Faber that, that hosts the Cali Cast with me. Uh, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever ever hit the UFC. California kid, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal wrestling talent. Uh, just a legend in the wrestling game. Mm. There you have it. Uh, Jennifer Aniston or Courtney Cox? Probably Courtney Cox. I'm a bit of a clean freak, so you know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Courtney totally. Cox fan. You know, Not she can she can clean my house any day. I love that oh, Fantastic. <laughs> Fill in the blank. 2020 is. Uh, a very rough year that we've been very lucky to be in the, uh, the digital marketing and internet uh, e-commerce business. Uh, I can't imagine what a lot of these brick and mortar companies are going through and, and we feel for them and hopefully we'll give them some some nuggets and tips on, on this podcast that they can use to transition to e-commerce. Squats or deadlifts? Definitely deadlifts. Squats are my least favorite workout of, of all time. Okay, glad I put it on there. <laughs> glad I chose it. Uh, in high school, you would be most like. Or, or in high school, you would be voted most likely to what? Uh, sadly, throw the huge year-end uh, party, which is, <laughs> is what I was uh, <laughs> legendary for. Um, so I wish it was. Uh, you know, I, I did win an award in academic decathlon, uh, but nobody knew me for that. It was. It was definitely the big party. I feel like was it like a Van Wilder kind of vibe? Were you like the Van Wilder? Uh, it was until about eleven o'clock. The uh, the police showed up, and you know, then <laughs> until uh, I was my, arrested. My, yeah, I, the, you know, my my parents uh, lived kind of right on a lake, so people were like running, swimming, trying to swim across the lake, fleeing from the. It was, oh, it was a shit show. So You're it was it was very much so a Van Wilder style uh, scene before <laughs> before Van Wilder. Your teenage years sound eerily like I mine. love it. An American hero. <laughs> Speaking of that, Iron Man or Captain America? Um, dude, that's a tough one. I know. Uh, probably Iron Man, uh, but I love Captain America's leadership. I, mm. I, I think he's a phenomenal leader. I, I think uh, Tony Stark, for his genius and all the, uh, you know, kind of self-sacrifice he has in the Avengers series, uh, it's clear Captain America is like the you know, the solid leader of the group, which which I loved. And Tony Stark's a wild card. He would have been at your party, though. Oh, for yes. sure. He, he probably would have thrown a better party and I would have gone to his party. <laughs> it's the after after party. <laughs> if yep. you could be any animal, what would it be? Uh, the elephant. I I went mm. to Africa uh, maybe six years ago, South Africa, uh, Kruger Game Reserve. Um, you know, a lot of the kind of private game reserves off to the, the west of it and expected the lion to be like the super alpha of uh of africa and you know we were chilling next to lions right and left but if a fucking bull elephant came around <laughs> see ya everybody was running in the other direction even the lions were running like it was yeah. <laughs> the bull elephants are the apex animal of the entire world nobody messes with them if they're Shit. they got a swagger too when they walk they're oh, they're yeah. like the pimps of the savannah <laughs> savannah pimp uh, if trifecta closed tomorrow, God forbid, what business would you start? Uh, probably some sort of green technology business, you know, photovoltaic cells, uh, green packaging, which is something that we're really working on at, at trifecta. 
Um, I'd love to build the Iron Man suit. Since you mentioned Tony Stark, I got 10 different projects I've been following, uh, like the Mule Project, the Air Dubai Project. You know, they've got most of the component pieces now. Someone just needs to take the time to put them together in in a suit at this point. His name actually is Greg Connolly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Real life Tony Stark. You heard it here. Uh, Last question. True or false? Tearaway pants was the greatest clothing fad of all time. <laughs> um, God, that's a tough one. I, mainly because I just watched uh, The Last Dance. I'm going to go with True. Uh, <laughs> that was such a legendary team. And in the 90s, those full track suits, they just ripped off when they came onto the court. I mean, what better feature? Michael Jordan was. Yep, he was a legend and, and he did some legendary stuff like those, those tearaway pants. There you have it. Done. Nice. All right. Well, before we get into our main question and chunk of the show, now is the time when we cheers to our guest and something ridiculous. So cheers to you, Greg, to life, love, lots of laughter, and the pep talk that you give your phone when you drop it face down. Oh, come on. Come on. Don't be cracked. Don't do this to me. (laughs) Cheers, Greg. Cheers, my man. Cheers. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, Buzz Nation, um, I know you've been dying to hear from Greg, and Greg, you've built uh, an amazing brand. Uh, I say brand because you really have. Uh, But before we get into some of those questions, just give a 60-second elevator pitch of what is your company, Trifecta Nutrition? Sure. So I, I think you hit a great highlight, but Trifecta is the nation's largest organic meal delivery service. Uh, what that means is we are different than the meal kit companies in that we fully cook meals, vacuum seal them, put them in a refrigerated case and ship them directly to your house. 99% of our business is direct to consumer. People find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you know, celebrities, etc. cetera. Uh, and they want to get in the best shape of their life or, you know, either that or they're on the other end of the, the healthcare spectrum and they have something like type two diabetes or some other health problem. Uh, and they want a solution, a long-term solution. And they come to us and pick one of our many meal plans. We have the widest variety of meals on the internet and uh, order them and we ship fully cooked food directly to their house every week on Friday. Uh, above and beyond that, now that we've become a, you know, a mid-sized company, uh, you know, moving into the hundreds of millions in, in revenue, uh, we have developed a, we actually acquired a smartphone app that we've really scaled up to be kind of a uh, all, all in one health app. So it ultimately does workouts, it will track your nutrition, your macros, your calories, uh, and the new version of it we're releasing this January will actually have celebrities and celebrity athletes in it so you can follow along with their specific programs mm. like you do on something like Instagram where you follow along with their their specific lives and stories. Um, so really excited about that, um, but ultimately, yes, we're, we have a simple company mission to get America back into shape and we're trying to use uh, capitalism and you know market forces to outcompete McDonald's in the marketplace and making make eating healthy cool and sexy again, uh, which is is uh, has been greatly helped by Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know it's uh, it's been an amazing journey. The company's five years old and is my fifth business and have learned a lot coming from the software industry, what it takes to build a product company. 
uh, and scale it up, you know, incredibly rapidly. So on the topic of scaling, because our listeners, our watchers, I mean, this is something that everyone always wants to know. They have their own business. They might be a solopreneur working for themselves. Maybe they have a few employees, maybe they have 50 employees, but it's how do you scale? How do you get to the next stage? That is like the, the golden goose sort of, of, of business growth. What are some of the things that allowed you to scale um, from, let's say, the level of some of your competitors, right? Because there's there's other meal kit companies. Some of them are regional. Some of them are local. You're national. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that allowed you or drove Trifecta to scale to the level of success that you're at today? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, at, at a fundamental business level, we have the right... What, what business people call the unit level economics. So the amount it costs us to get a customer is low enough that we make a reasonable profit per customer. So we're not living off of venture capital money or private equity money. So that that's a big component of it. The way we've been able to successfully keep that customer acquisition cost very low is by having a very robust inbound marketing funnel, which is you know a lot of what we talked about the first time. And it's, it's really based around doing all the right steps to get people from wherever they are on the internet to our website and ultimately to convert into customers. Uh, the original place I went to learn this uh, was from digitalmarketer.com. Uh, Ryan Dice's company, he had a, a model called the, the CVO model. Uh, which stands for customer value optimization. And any of your, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, people that aren't entrepreneurs yet, what I, what I call entrepreneurs, you know, people that are, you know, gearing up to launch a company, uh, that would be the first place I would send them. Go to digitalmarketer.com, read the CVO model from Ryan Dice, and really understand each of the steps of getting people from what it, wherever they are on the internet that you're going to target them, Facebook, Instagram, Google searches, YouTube, et cetera, to your website, and then use the proper steps in the model on your website, like a lead magnet, a tripwire, uh, email automations, et cetera, to actually convert them into customers. Usually when I talk to entrepreneurs or I do big speeches for people, uh, you know, for Startup Sacramento or stuff in the, the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, largely people that are stuck in their business are missing one of the component pieces of the model. Either they don't have a good traffic source, uh, they don't have a, a lead magnet on their website uh, that's collecting emails. If they do have a lead magnet, they don't have an email automation set up to convert those leads into customers. Or I've even seen people that, that don't have a conversion process on their website. So there's no way for people to come to their website and directly buy something from them. So usually it's one of those steps an entrepreneur is missing. And I can very quickly zoom in on their business and go, this is the area that you're, that you're falling down. But if someone goes in and learns the CBO model for themselves, they don't need somebody like me. They can, they can build it themselves. And that's the model we used to initially scale up trifecta. Now, years later, now that we're big, obviously it's gotten large and complex and you know we're spending millions of dollars in ad spend and we've got hundreds of celebrities and celebrity athletes we work with. Some of the sports leagues you mentioned like, like the UFC and the PGA Tour and CrossFit and the Mr. Olympia, uh, you know, th- there's a lot more complexity as the company gets big. 
Uh, but now I have a large team of people to, to help me continue to scale the organization from hundreds of millions into, into billions. And you've you've mentioned in in other uh, pieces of content that you know audience doesn't necessarily equate um, that conversion. Like you have certain celebrity friends where they have huge audiences, and you go to their website, they have no email list, um, and so the audience that you have doesn't actually really mean anything unless you're doing these things. Correct. So what what they'll have is let's say you've got a million followers on Instagram. But all you have on your website is at the in the footer, it says sign up for our newsletter. Nobody wants to sign up for your newsletter. You have to give them some piece of value like an ebook or a video series or a checklist or whatever it is for your particular industry that will entice them to give you their correct email in exchange for that piece of value. It's a transaction that's happening. There's just no money that's exchanging hands. Um, so doing that first step, that's the lead magnet step, uh, is, is absolutely critical to, to convert an audience, which is your million followers on Instagram into leads. And then eventually, obviously you need to turn those leads into customers and your long-term goal is to return, turn them into recurring customers where they order from you again and again and again, week after week, month after month, uh, you know, until the end of time. Now, for companies that you know are, are listening to this or you know aware of digital marketer, they haven't dove into this other than maybe the newsletter that Shopify puts on their site theme or something like that, right? Like the the, the WordPress sites, they all come with this. How much ROI are they going to get from going through these steps, right? Because we all know there's businesses out there, whether they're brick and mortar, they're launching their website, they're uh, retail built. And now, you know, they have great distribution in Target or whatever, and now they're building their website. But how much ROI should they be looking for investing in this type of model? And how long might that take? If your business is specifically a digital business, this is the whole business. There is, uh, you're going to make incremental growth on this over time. And your job as the manager of the business, you know, the CEO, uh, et cetera, is to make sure each one of these stages are making incremental progress. So you're going to see in the beginning, you're going to get like a hundred visitors to your website in a month and you'll get like 10 leads and maybe one or a few conversions, you know, your mom might buy from you or something. Uh, as time goes on, the traffic is going to increase, you, you know, those are the different levers you can pull. If, if I'm converting 10% of people from traffic into leads. I know if I grow my traffic from 100 to 1,000, my leads are going to go from 10 to 100. And if I'm converting 2% of people into customers, I know if my traffic goes from 100 to 1,000, my, my customers are going to go from 2 to 20. So you're constantly trying to improve each one of those buckets as the manager of the business. But it's, it, it's a hard thing to say this is you know, ROI, because this is the, this is the thing you have to do to have a running functioning business. Otherwise you're going out, uh, you're working in the business otherwise, as opposed to on it, you're calling clients, trying to get them to buy your services or, uh, you know, your products, whatever it is, you're, you're doing kind of old style, um, sales and marketing where you're dialing for dollars or you're, you know, going to trade shows or that type of stuff. This is, this is the future of marketing, which is the marketplace is the internet and it's a giant conversation with almost 8 
you know, billion people in it. And you're trying to funnel some of those people to your booth at the trade show, which happens to be your website, you know, that's your store uh, and get them to go through this process with you. So from an ROI standpoint, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's infinite. This is the same process Apple and McDonald's and everybody are, are going through. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it at a very grand scale. If you buy an iPhone, you're going to log into your iPhone that gives Apple your email. And then you're going to start getting emails from Apple nurturing you to buy different apps, or maybe you want AirBuds, or, you know, they're going to try and upsell you and do various other things. So every company's doing this. This is the playbook that you have to do to sell on the internet. It's not, uh, it's not something that I would say is optional. Uh, otherwise you're just collecting leads. What a lot of people do is they do part of this. They'll, they'll get traffic and then they'll get emails and then they'll have, they'll hire a bunch of salespeople that call those emails Yeah, and you know, try and they, they call those leads and try and do demos and then, you know, convert them. Um, you can skip that step. It's, it's, I'm not exaggerating. It's the death of the salesman. Mm. It's uh, you can just directly convert them on your website. You don't need to have a conversation with the prospect your website should be able to have that conversation for you. And just to, to address the importance and for context and how powerful this tool is, um, you said something that you calculated the what it would take in a, in a human sales force to produce the same amount of numbers that the you know the email marketing did for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not just the email marketing, it's the whole funnel. But yes, if, if you took the amount of deals we close uh, per month, which is many thousands of deals, uh, when I originally did that, that math, it was about 350 uh, account executives, like salespeople, uh, if they were closing a deal every single day, seven days a week for the entire month, consistently every month, all year to close as much business as my website closed in that in that year. Obviously, there's a huge cost paying all those salespeople for them to close that amount of deals. Wow. My, my website, yeah, I've got to play ho- pay for hosting with, you know, Amazon Web Services and then pay a few developers to, you know, continue building out the website and marketers to keep doing the marketing. But it's it's fundamentally different than having an army of salespeople. My, my website never takes breaks. It works 24, seven, 365. It's closing deals on Christmas. Um, you know, it's, it's it, no we're like off. Amazon. We, we, we never, we never close. We are always open. So Greg, take us back to the, to the, the beginning, beginning. So that you started business in your early twenties, mm-hmm. uh, in your now, even, even before that. Yeah. Even in college, I was, uh, I ran a boutique web design firm that I started when I was I was just turned 18. Okay. Yeah. And then today you're not even 40 yet, is that correct? Yeah, I'm 36 now. Yep. yep. So, and I know last time you shared with us you had some wins and then you had some mm-hmm. losses. Can you mm-hmm. take us through some of that over the five companies what that looked like and share with uh you know with the audience also like where was the loss and what would you attribute that that to? Uh sure. So the first loss was the first company. It was a boutique web design firm. I, I used it. I, I wouldn't say it's a total loss. I used it to largely pay my way through college. Uh, but that was when the internet was first coming out, yeah. kind of turn of the millennium. And I was telling business owners, oh, the yellow pages are dead. This new thing, the internet is going to be huge. Uh, 
Uh, and they were like, yeah, cool kid, uh, you know, et cetera. So we would sell them on us building a website for them so they could have a web presence in the first place. Um, so after I graduated college, uh, I essentially decided I, I wanted the corporate experience. So I, I, you know, accepted a job at, uh, ADP in their, their, uh, small to medium business uh, division, you know, essentially in sales. So mm-hmm. I could really get that experience and close that business down. Uh, the biggest failure was actually the business before this, uh, it was a company called Amara. And we were trying to do the same thing Trifecta is doing where we uh, we wanted to uh, help get America back into shape, except we were trying to do it by eliminating sugary drinks. And as a lot of product, uh, you know, companies pretty quickly experience, uh, it's incredibly expensive from a, a CapEx standpoint to build a product business that sells through retail. Uh, so we were selling in Whole Foods and, you know, other kind of uh, grocery chains and we would sell to a distributor like UNFI who would subsequently sell to Whole Foods. And we were getting like, UNFI was getting like net 30 to net 60 from Whole Foods. And then we were getting net 30 to net 60 from UNFI. So we averaged about net 90 mm-hmm. on the product that we were selling, mm-hmm. but I was getting it bottled by seven up bottling. Uh, so I had to pay the money in advance to get it bottled to seven up bottling and then float that money to Whole Foods, uh, you know, 90 days, which as you can imagine, I, I got to a point where my inventory float was three quarters of a million dollars and, uh, it, it just really crushed the business. It crushed us from a cash flow standpoint. We would have had to raise at least $5 million for, for that business to be a success. And the drink space is highly competitive. We, we raised about, you know, about a half a million in the, you know, few years we were in business, but, uh, you know, it got to a point where I just, I couldn't make payroll anymore. And, uh, I started scrambling for other ways to deliver cash flow. Uh, and that's actually where trifecta this this company came from is um, we said how can we start cash flowing on a weekly basis and it was if we did direct to consumer uh, and we had just signed a major deal with the paleo diet which was like the biggest diet in the world in 2014 uh, and we in that deal we got exclusivity over prepared food and prepared drinks so we launched the food company and trifecta within five months uh, was outselling the drink company. In the beginning, I was running both companies in tandem. And after five weeks or five months, I was like, oh, wow, the the food company is where it's at. This is going to be a billion dollar company. Like, let's forget the drink company. But that leaving the drink company behind put me about 750000 in debt. Mm. Uh, like it was bad. My my car got repossessed. I, I got to a point where I had like $1,000 in my checking account uh, could barely pay rent, you, you know, et cetera. I, I spent, this is the worst one I did. Uh, I spent my wife's grandmother's inheritance, mm. uh, keeping the business afloat. Um, so now the trifecta is a huge success. She's, she's let that one go, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't live that one down for years. Uh, love her very much. Uh, she, she supported me through some, yeah. some incredibly, uh, dark times when I was completely broke, couldn't make payroll, et cetera, just to, just to keep the dream alive. Um, so with that, I said, how can I convert people for really cheap on the internet really fast? And that's what led me to the CBO model, which I'm 
I'm, you know, explaining to you guys. So I said, Hey, I got to, I've got to come up with a business that makes money instead of costing money. And I need to do it right away. Super fast. And I need to do it. And I need to do it for almost no money because I was so in debt. So I, you know, coded up a website with my co-founder who, who happens to be my uh, younger sister and we launched it super fast, terrible minimum viable product. Like looking back at today, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe people bought from us. Uh, <laughs> but you know, boom, we were, we were off to the races, you know, selling and, you know, month after month, we dug ourselves back out of the debt and now we're, we're debt free with, you know, millions of dollars in, in cash in the bank. Awesome. That's a, a great jumping off point to Oof. shift a little bit from business to uh, our brand is the life behind business um, or we bring life to business. So, you know, you mentioned your sisters, your co-founder, you mentioned your wife was a great support in that downtime. You know, um, I run several business, t- two businesses with, with my wife. Um, one's doing amazing. One's kind of stagnant because of the season and, and because of COVID. Uh, so talk about first the, you know, the relationship with your wife. I mean, you know, you were in dark places, you were in debt, uh, without a doubt, there were stressful times here. You are now with a thriving company that's leading a market, leading your industry, uh, and appears to have no end in sight. Just give some, some of the reality of working through that, you know, where does this, where did the support come from in your life at that particular time? Um, how did family play into that? And talk about how that transition to, you know, getting to the successful point or the successful feeling where, you know, what did that support look like for you? Uh, it's, it's a great question. And uh, candidly, I tend to not tell entrepreneurs a lot about the the super dark times because I feel like it would discourage them. And I really want to encourage entrepreneurship. But the, the quote I use is if you're not going to die, if you don't become an entrepreneur, you probably shouldn't become an entrepreneur because it's it's so hard that you have to be absolutely crazy to, to get through some of the hurdles that, that you have to get through. Um, it's, you know, Steve Jobs said that on stage with, uh, with Bill Gates years ago, he's, you know, he was like a normal sane person would, would quit. Uh, you know, if you got debt collectors calling you, all your credit cards are maxed, your car's been repossessed, you've spent all your wife's money, uh, a sane person would quit. Now, I, I happen to be like an entrepreneur at the core of my being because I believe my purpose is to go on to help uh, many, many people, which is why Trifecta is a very mission-driven business. Our, our goal is to not make as much money as possible. It's to help as many people as possible. Uh, we just use capitalism as a tool to successfully do that. Uh, but for most entrepreneurs, yes, there's, there's absolutely going to be dark times and making sure you uh, you treat your support system as best as possible when you're struggling is the the best thing you can do. I mean, one of the things I wish I could go back and do is, as you can imagine, you know, my wife and I, when, when things were super tough, we get in 2 a.m. fights where she's like, what the hell are we going to do? We can't pay rent. Your card's been repossessed, like da-da-da. Uh, and, you know, I, I very much so... I should have collaborated with her more and been like, hey, we're a team getting through this. And instead, I, I took the stance of, hey, this is me and me in the business and you just want the business to fail and you want me to quit, et cetera. 
uh, I'm never going to quit. Mm. And, you know, luckily we had a strong enough relationship. We, we figured it out and made it through that. But I, I wish going back that I could have been more supportive of my support system because uh, they were all, you know, betting the farm on me figuring it out and being successful. So, you know, I know a lot of people don't have a great support system. I was very lucky to have, have my wife and, uh, you know, my, my, my family, you know, especially with my sister, but, um, you know, overall making sure that, uh, when things are hard and you're at like max level stress, that tends to be when entrepreneurs, you know, are, are the hardest to deal with. Cause you're like, Oh my God, leave me alone. I've already got all these other fucking problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, type thing. Uh, when in actuality you should, you should be thankful that people are trying to support you and, you know, understanding of their concerns around the business. And, you know, I've really developed a lot as a, you know, a man and a husband and a, and a leader and a CEO uh, because of my wife, because of a lot of those kind of hard, hard knocks lessons that we, uh, you know, we went through as a, you know, a family getting through the, the kind of hard times to get where we are today. So um, my big point of advice would be if you do have having a support system is amazing. If you do have it, <coughs> excuse me, even if it's a friend or family or a spouse, um, under empathize with what they're going through supporting you as the entrepreneur, uh, you know, support them back, uh, you know, make sure you're, you're taking care of your support system. Because uh, oftentimes it's you causing stress. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. <laughs> well, you mentioned, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're just like ingrained to get through and focus and grind and get out of that time. And oftentimes other people don't understand that or can't compute with that. Like it doesn't, the things that are going through your brain aren't even like remotely in the same vicinity as what's going through their brain. What drives that inspiration in you as an entrepreneur what was it at the beginning of your entrepreneurship existence which sounds like it was very early and what is that inspiration today that just gets you through those dark times um for me i mean you guys use tony stark as the example he, he always had the mindset that he wanted to put a, a suit of armor around the world really really help protect and take care of humanity uh, i see myself as a very fortunate person. You know, my, my parents were not, uh, you know, they weren't like wildly wealthy. I would say they were, you know, we were a middle-class family, maybe upper, you know, middle-class, but we weren't, you know, I bought my first car, all that type of stuff. Like we weren't wealthy by, by any means. Um, but I had a great childhood and I want, for me, my personal story is I, I actually love animals. I wanted to be a marine biologist, uh, you know, when I was a kid and when I was 12, my, my dad, uh, his claim to fame is he actually developed a lot of the early stage uh, integrated circuits that power our phones, laptops, all of that type of stuff for, for U.S. Semiconductor and HP. He has like 12 patents in his name mm. that are, Whoa. you know, some of the first, first uh, computer chips. Um, he, he used to take us every year to, uh, you know, I, I'm out in California, so to uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium which is, you know, for a marine biologist, a uh, kid is like heaven on earth. You know, there's all these dolphins and whales and otters and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and when I was, when I was 12, I asked him, you know, how, how did, you know, marine biologists build this? You know, they, their salaries are like $40,000 a year. That's, this is like a, a $50 million facility. And he said, oh, it was Bill Hewlett, the founder of mm. Hewlett Packard, uh, bought this facility for his daughter who was a marine biologist. And at wow. that point, my mindset 
fundamentally flipped. I was like, okay, if I'm going to have the, the best impact on, you know, people, animals, and the planet, it's going to be through business. Business is what's going to allow me to have that, that massive macro impact uh, on humanity that, that, you know, you only live once. So I wanted to try and do something that, that really helped humankind in a huge way, uh, you know, during my time on earth. And, you know, I, I really saw entrepreneurship and business as my, my way to do that. I, I really look up to people like uh, the Elon Musk's or the Jeff Bezos's or the Richard Branson's where they're like, hey, how can I help humanity? It's probably spending my billions of fucking dollars making us a two planet species. So let's get us to Mars. You know, let's get electric cars and electric homes. You know, let's let's solve these major problems for for mankind. And I, I felt like I I was smart enough. I had the drive and willpower and I had the, you know, the childhood that, uh, you know, I had I had a really good opportunity to, to make a major impact. If people like me just fuck off and get drunk in Vegas for the rest of their lives, uh, you know, what chance does humanity have for us to, you know, really kind of pull through on some of these major problems? So, uh, you know, obviously from my bottle of Camus here, uh, I have my fair share of fun, but, uh, you know, I, I also want to have a huge impact in my life. And that's, that's the driving force that, you know, gets me out of bed seven days a week is, uh, you know, with trifecta, we're we're helping hundreds of thousands of people get in get into the best shape of their life. And it's, you know, COVID nineteen is a you know it's what we're all going through right now, and it, it's created a tale of two Americas. If you have type two diabetes, you're twelve times more likely to die from COVID. Twelve times. Mm. So you know, we're we're actually. Uh, you know, if you don't have, if you're in great shape, the, the symptoms are mild and you're probably completely fine if, if you, uh, uh, you, if you, if you get COVID-19. So we're really trying to make America more resilient, healthier, live longer, uh, you know, reduce healthcare costs that are bankrupting the economy. We, we can solve a lot of problems at the same time with trifecta. And for me as an entrepreneur, that's just about having the bigger vision. It's not how can I make 10 million bucks and retire on an island? It's like, how can I build a billion dollar, you know, and or multi-billion dollar company that can solve a major fucking problem for the world? And that's really been my, uh, you know, my focus with entrepreneurship in general. And Trifecta is just a, you know, it's a sword for me to wield to, you know, to try and solve, solve this huge problem. Well, the fact that you haven't opened that bottle at one o'clock in the afternoon during the business day shows that you are on the right track. Great focus. And yep. great drinking, drinking, drinking my coffee from my uh, Walt Disney uh, vision mug. It says uh, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And it's got a, a picture of him uh, on the property before he built Disneyland. Uh, Unbelievable. Awesome. Is there a story that, uh, that sticks out whether in, in the early, I mean, it's only been five years, but like early years or, or now that really came across your desk that you were like, this is this is precisely why we keep going. Is there is there a particular story that you have? Um, I, I mean, for us, it's it's near constant ones at this point. I mean, it's it's obviously the con. We have a, a Facebook group that's got literally thousands and thousands of our customers in it, and they share their success stories. They're, hey, I, I've lost 20, 30, 50, 100, 200 pounds. They they lose a huge amount of weight. 
They'll post their their blood sugar levels from diabetes. They'll say they're off their hypertension meds. Uh, people are like, "Hey, I, I've gone for a hike with my kids for the first time in seven years." Like it's it's like heartbreaking stuff uh, that's just absolutely amazing and is is a huge driver for us. But it's also you know I'm a big patriot. It's also stuff like uh, Michelle Obama's foundation, a healthier America. Uh, that was her kind of major project that's still going today. They quantified the healthcare cost. Like you guys are all paying taxes. I'm paying taxes. It's 1.74 trillion a year we spend on this, this problem. Uh, the healthcare budget has gone from 7% of the national budget in 1990 to 18% in 2020. Uh, so for that that amount of money, we could rebuild every school in America every year. We could fund the military three times over. I mean, it's a huge cost. So really seeing those news articles constantly and then seeing ones like what I just mentioned about COVID, uh, that, those stats were from an article in uh, USA Today uh, that literally came out like yesterday or the day before that I shared with our whole team that is like, hey, we're, we're actually saving lives. Every, every five minutes, somebody gets a limb amputated from diabetes. Every 10 minutes, somebody has kidney failure. Uh, 500,000 people die a year in America from poor diet, 500,000. That's like five times the current deaths of COVID. So those type of stats and, uh, you know, news articles coming out are like constant positive reinforcement for us and the team that we're having, we're having an impact and we're, we're not small anymore. We're feeding hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, eventually we hope it's millions of people and we're, we're really able to, uh, you know, to turn back the clock, uh, you know, on, on America's health. Well, you're clearly impacting the world in such a positive way, and you're getting a ton of notoriety as a company for it, and you have th hundreds of thousands of customers, and you have athletes and celebrities that are all that are all coming in. You know, I, I was aware of Trifecta earlier on, you know, in your growth, being in the CrossFit, a, a fan of CrossFit and, and a practitioner of CrossFit. And you have all these athletes and celebrities that you're that you're working with, and more come on. What is it like, you know, working with athletes at this point? You know, you're at the point where, you know, I'll just say from our last conversation, you're turning away brand ambassadors at this point. You're you're very selective now, and you're in the place to be able to do that. You know, what is what is it that makes a perfect fit for an athlete or a celebrity for a trifecta? that really gets them jacked up to like partner with you and makes it a really good relationship? Uh, it's, it's a great question. I mean, the, the main things we look for are, are they, are they channel aligned? So are they talking about health, fitness, nutrition, or is it a big part of their job? Like you wouldn't think of a UFC fighter as someone that really cares about, you know, nutrition, but they have to make weight for their fights. So nutrition is actually a huge part of their lives because they're doing these giant weight cuts. So finding uh, someone who's like really channel aligned is the first step. You know, is this a person that Americans look to for advice when it comes to nutrition? Uh, the second step is, are, are they somebody that cares about the mission? Uh, so somebody like you guys mentioned The Rock earlier, you know, he's been a big target of ours. I, I've had, you know, multiple meetings with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which was a, you know, huge treat. Uh, got to drink with him and smoke cigars at his house. Uh, just amazing man, just legendary entrepreneur himself. Um, 
you know, he, he set up the uh, one of the big children's health and, and uh, wellness councils under uh, I, it was either I can't remember off the top of my head. It was either Reagan or George Bush senior um, that's that's now expanded to 50 states. I mean, this guy's got a billion dollars. He doesn't he doesn't need money. His house was the most ridiculous house I've ever seen. Uh, he's one of the most famous people on earth and he's 72 years old and still fighting to make the world healthier. Like that's the second piece. Someone who cares about the mission and wants to help people get healthier. Uh, the third piece is generally we, we look for people that are business savvy enough that they're going to be easy to work with. So, you know, somebody that is, you know, Arnold's one of the biggest celebrities of all time and, and so is the rock, but they're, they're incredibly humble. I mean, these are these are guys that uh, you know I'm a, a nobody to them, but they're very interested in what we're doing because we're we're helping a lot of people and we're a mission driven company and we're we're successful at doing it. And you know they're business savvy enough to kind of recognize opportunities, uh, and they're also business savvy enough to execute because there have been a lot of celebrities that. You know, we'll get on some calls together. You know, the agents and managers get involved. Everybody's pumped about the deal. We get the deal done. And then when it comes to like actually creating the content or, you know, showing up at the events or doing the posts on social media and they get distracted and they've moved on to the next project and they're not they're not business savvy enough to know that the real money and, and wealth and success helping people. Uh, comes from the tireless day in and day out execution of the plan. It's not the idea. Uh, you know, a lot of them will have these great ideas, you know, oh, let's let's do this amazing thing. Uh, and they they don't have the the business savvy to know it's it's the week in, week out, sending emails, doing social posts, creating content. That's how you build an empire. It's not from coming up with a new idea every three months. It's taking a, a small idea and making it medium, then taking a medium idea and making it big, then taking a big idea and making it huge. That, that's how you become somebody like uh, The Rock or build the business like Microsoft or Amazon or Apple. Um, it takes time and a lot of work. Uh, and we really, that's the third thing we look for is somebody who's in it for the long run and is business savvy enough to know uh, that execution is the, you know, the component that they're looking for. And usually those celebrities and celebrity athletes are the ones that have jumped from a few different business ideas, haven't executed and they failed. And they're like, okay, now I'm really going to focus in and, and put a huge amount of effort into this particular idea because I feel like it's exceptionally good. Nice. Um, and, and that's when they really dig their heels in and, and, put in the work. All right. Just one more question before we close out here. We ask this to everybody. Um, and, and this is really important because I think this answer, not, I think this answer is different for everybody. And quite often I think as we're content consumers, we look to other people to define this answer for us, but it's important that we see the, the differences is what does success mean to you? Not the founder of trifecta, but you, Greg Connolly is the person. Um, I mean, success for me individually, there, there's, uh, there's two components. There's like the family success, you know, working through problems with my wife, having a good, healthy family life with my, my immediate and extended family, um, you know, being a good leader for the organization, et cetera. Uh, then above and beyond that, there's the, you know, 
my passion is obviously entrepreneurship and helping people. Uh, so the, the business success is really knowing that I put in maximum effort to help as many people as, as possible in my lifetime. We, we've obviously picked a major problem to tackle, um, you know, getting America in amazing shape. It's a personal choice uh, thing for hundreds of millions of Americans. Uh, so educating them on it and then walking them through the process uh, to actually execute it is a, is a big challenge for us. So really, you know, I, I would already, Trifecta is already more successful than, you know, I could have imagined as a young entrepreneur. Uh, and now that we're here, I, I, you know, can see us becoming a public company eventually. Um, so, you know, really scaling up to, to have a demonstrable impact on the problem. That, that's what I would consider success. Seeing that that graph of the chronic disease growth over time actually like level off and start heading in the other direction. I would be like, Hey, we played a big part in that. This is, this is a huge, this is a huge win. <laughs> um, wow. You know, that, that, that's what I would consider success. And then, you know, as I, you know, I'm obviously decades from retirement, but as I retire, you know, getting the right successor to carry the torch and, you know, keep the mission going for, for generations to come. And you'll deliver that message in the new and improved Iron Man suit that you yes. wear. Probably floating above uh, like 40 feet in the air. After lots of testing, my, my buddy, <laughs> uh, my buddy Wynn is a, uh, is a physician who's like in incredible shape and is on like the disaster response team. And he's volunteered to, uh, be my Iron Man suit uh, test test dummy. So well, cheers uh, to <laughs> cheers to win. It's happen, yeah, right? <laughs> and after it's completed, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get it, get you guys a suit. You can test out. As well. <laughs> yeah, we'll be filming. I from make 40 terrible feet decisions. I'll do it. <laughs> and Greg, did you say the there's an app now, and then it's going to be updated, or the app is brand yes. new? Come the first of the year. What's the app? No, it's it's also called Trifecta. Oh, okay, it's a it's a top thirty app in the health and wellness. Uh, you know, section in for for iTunes and on Android, but but yeah, it's got millions of downloads. Awesome. It's uh, it's live today. It's it's just called Trifecta. Cool. Well, thanks. Uh, you've helped us in this one hour of conversation. So in addition to the hundreds of thousands of people and millions of people that you're helping with your company. So thank you so much for your time, Greg. We appreciate um, it. You know, we can't wait till this episode goes live. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Absolutely. Try the rest of your day. Guys. All right. Take care. Thank See you, Greg.